Angela Bowen here, the host of Punky Power, an unofficial Punky Brewster podcast. How's everyone doing today? Uh, are you ready for another season four episode of Punky Brewster? I know I am. All right, today I'm going to be covering season four, episode two, entitled Crushed. Oh, hurts my heart. Which aired on April 28th, 1988. Punky has a crush on an older boy. That's pretty much all it says. Let's see here. Writers for this episode. Deborah Sarah. S-E-R-R-A. Let's see, what else? Has she written any other episodes of Punky Brewster? Oh, she's written 13 of them. All right. Beer and Buffaloes Don't Mix. Open Door, Broken Heart Part 1 and 2. Metamorphosis, So Long Studio for Season 3. She wrote Crushed, Going to Camp, Christmas Hero, Ouch, Bad Dog, Vice Versa, Wimped Out, and The Dilemma. She wrote those for Season 4. I want to read, if you um if you don't follow my um Instagram for the Punky Power Podcast and the Facebook page, I want to read the um thing here. I'm going to cut my uh, timer off, though, real quick, because my lunch is almost done. I got like a minute. The timer downstairs is going to go off. All right, here it is. We've all been there before, I'm sure. Felt the cold sting of rejection when our feelings for a special someone aren't reciprocated, as Punky learns all too well in Season 4, Episode 2, Crushed. It's bad enough when they don't like you back, but to bring their girlfriend slash boyfriend around you is like a slap in the face or rubbing salt in your wounds. As you see... Punky's sad, dejected face, if you look at the picture. Oh, I feel so bad for her in this episode. But this is going to be, you know, boy crazy Punky. We we didn't get much of that in season three. You know, she's a year older. She's 11 now. Yeah, she's a preteen. And she's going to have preteen issues, which are liking boys. And unfortunately, they might not like you in the same way. Yeah, yeah, I feel Punky's pain. I will uh, be going into a few of my own uh, stories about that. Well, not pain, but more kind of like rejection and humiliation. Yeah, I'll go into that in in a bit. But let's get into the episode. All right, change of pace. The episode actually opens up in the backyard of the apartment complex in the treehouse. I think we only saw the treehouse, like, what, twice in season three? It was in Best Friends. It was in The Metamorphosis. Oh, um, Divorce Anderson style. We, uh, uh, there's also tons of fun. Um, Wow, I think that was, (laughs) we mainly just kind of saw it for, like, the first four episodes, and, well, the first four, and then, of course, you know, Metamorphosis and Best Friends, but after that, it's like, okay, Treehouse, go bye-bye, but now we get a shot of it. This is kind of the girls, like, hangout place. 
so Cherry's reading like a seventeen magazine, but for preteens. So I'm not sure what was the magazine back in the day for preteens. I'm sure it wasn't seventeen magazine, but maybe she could be reading seventeen magazine. So Cherry's reading one of those quizzes, like, hey, your scenario, you're on a bus, you're trying to get the attention of the cute boy sitting across from you and everything like that. So I'm going to play this clip. So basically, Cherry's asking this question about what do you do when you see a cute guy sitting next to you on the bus? Do you A, talk to him? Do you B, start gasping for air and ask for CPR or something? And then three is braid his leg hair. Gross. That's nasty. I don't know. That does not sound like a preteen magazine. Or a 17 magazine. That's just nasty. <laughs> um, of course... They all kind of give her weird looks. Obviously, yeah, it's going to be A, you talk to the guy. And hope that if you screw up that it's not a very long bus ride. <laughs> um, so Cherry kind of looks to Punky and Margo for their answers. And, of course, Margo's all about social status. Like, why would I even get on a bus? And more importantly, if I'm on this bus, who saw me get on this bus? I like Margo just do it for pretend it's a social experiment and you're seeing how the other half lives. Now, to let you know kind of what's going on, um Margo's I think she's like using the emery board on her nails or something or a uh, nail brush on her nails. Punky by the way is and this kind of sets up the whole the 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 plot of this is she wants to install stereo speakers in the treehouse. That's pretty cool. So she's kind of dealing with the the wires, you know, the hardwire stuff. 
which that can be that can be kind of tricky. So Punky and Margo have no interest in this quiz, and listen to the title of this quiz, which you've already heard in the clip. It's a quiz to find out your femininity. <laughs> I can't even say it. femininity quotient. What? That's a stupid title for a quiz. Who came up with that? Ah. Uh. So, Punky is pretty much, she's not about the boys right now. She's like, you know what? There's more to life than boys. You are boy crazy. And she turns to Margo and says, you know what? You're actually, you're just, you're just crazy. <laughs> so, she looks for the wire strippers and what she's got them on the railing of the treehouse. And she knocks them down and it ends up hitting some guy who's been standing just below the treehouse with a baseball bat. And if you think this guy looks familiar, well, the only thing I even recognize him from is from the 1990 movie Son-in-Law with Pauly Shore, where the guy plays a jerk. And so to see him play a nice guy is a little different. But then again, you know, the show, it's... His character is really kind of polished up and everything, squeaky clean. There's nothing really jerkish about him at all. So, right after Punky says, Cherry, you're boy crazy. There's more to life than boys. She hits the guy, and she looks down at him, and she's, Oh my god, what a babe! He's so cute! <laughs> And this guy, who we'll find out his name is Kevin, is actually probably about 16, 17. So he's about five to six years her senior. I think that's how it goes. From Cherry, we do get a reference to um, Michael Jackson being a babe and Magic... or uh, Yeah, Michael Jackson and Magic Johnson. Now, was this before um, the whole... The the AIDS thing, I think? I'm not sure. When did that happen? The whole thing with uh, Magic Johnson. Sure. So basically, this guy Kevin was cutting through their yard, and he's holding a baseball bat. So clearly, he was on his way probably to play baseball somewhere. So the girls all climbed down from the treehouse, and... They all introduce themselves. Margo, of course, sticks her hand out like she's expecting him to kiss her hand, you know, with the whole um, hoity-toitiness. And he just kind of takes her hand and just kind of shakes it. Of course, she's all, like, appalled. Like, wait, you're supposed to... Like, he's not going to do that, Margo. And, of course, Kevin turns to Punky. He's like, oh, and you are? And she can't even... She's tongue-tied. She is just speechless. You can't talk. Alright, now I've never had that happen before where I've had a crush on a guy and not been able to speak. So, of course, Punky points to Cherry and Cherry kind of helps her out like, hey, her name's Punky. She's actually trying to install her stereo and this actually kind of, I guess Kevin is familiar with that kind of stuff so he offers to kind of help her out. So he asks her, hey, oh, really? Uh, what kind of stereo did you get? And she's like, you're a god. And he's looking at her like, hey, what? Excuse me? 
Unfortunately, it wasn't my pitching arm. I'm Kevin Dowling. I'm Cherry. Ms. Marvel Kramer. <laughs> and you are? Her name's Punky. You're right, what she said. Punky's trying to install a new stereo. Yeah? What kind'd you get? You're a god. What? I said god. You must know everything about stereos. No, not everything. But it is kind of a hobby of mine. she finally is able to get out like hey uh do you think you can help me hook up my stereo and he's like well i it's gonna have to wait till tomorrow because uh i got baseball practice and she is just falling all over herself goo goo gaga heart eye emoji oh my goodness and he does mention her like oh i like your left shoe you know orange is my favorite color and uh, she's just kind of laying on the hammock as he kind of is like, all right, I'll, uh, I'll catch you tomorrow then. He leaves, and she's like, oh, Kevin, oh, my God, Kevin, oh. <laughs> Marco and Sherry are like, oh, my gosh, is this what it's like to be in love or have a crush on somebody? Because, wow, Punky, you are, ooh. <laughs> I mean, she's like... Punky's throwing herself on the ground in, like, exhilaration. She's just like, ah. Whoa. <laughs> she falls. She falls hard. What can I say? <laughs> All right. So now we move into the living room. Henry's on the couch reading the newspaper. Brandon's on the floor. I think he's chewing on a rawhide bone or something like that. I see a... Magazines on the coffee table. One of them is Style Magazine. I don't read it, but I'm aware of it. Speaking of magazines, I think I think eventually all paper magazines are eventually going to become obsolete. Um, Jeremy just canceled his Texture account, which is um, where you can like read a. It's an app that you can just pay like 10 bucks a month or something and read just about every single magazine out there. People Weekly and all that garbage um, stuff. I mean, Entertainment Weekly and stuff. And it's cool. It's just like, I wasn't using it that much. And eventually Jeremy's like, oh, by the way, I canceled that texture app. I'm like, oh, really? And he's like, well, I really wasn't using it. And I'm like, well, yeah, that really, mm, don't really read a lot of magazines. When I worked at Rite Aid, though, in the downtime, I would always just kind of flip through magazines. Oh, Brandon's not chewing on a bone. I think he ripped out a comic. Is it Marmaduke? Peanuts? What are some of the other dog comics? Well, I know 
Snoopy's in Peanuts, and you have Marmaduke. You have Odie from Garfield. I can't think what other dogs there are in comic strips. Wow, I was way off. It's a coupon, not a comic book strip. Whoa, my eyes. And I'm wearing my glasses. So I want to play this clip between Brandon and Henry. I love their um their scenes together. It's just so cute. of catnip and Henry at first I'm like why does Brandon want catnip but Henry's like Brandon for the last time you're not getting a pet you're not getting a cat and if I one day get a dog while Quinn's still around I can only imagine how she's gonna react she's not gonna be into it I mean she doesn't even like having London around her but anyway, you heard that ouch sound. That's Punky waxing her eyebrows or using um, hair removal for pluck. Either she's plucking her eyebrows or using the uh, the strips on them or something like that. Why? Her eyebrows look fine. So Cherry and Margot come in and they kind of hear the commotion coming from the bathroom. With Punky in her eyebrows. So Henry calls out to Punky. Punky comes out. She is dressed head to toe in orange. Because, of course, orange being Kevin's favorite color. I want to play this clip as Punky comes out. And Margot and Cherry are just kind of looking at her. And we get a sun-kissed reference from Cherry. I was going to say she looks really citrusy. Come in. So, Cherry and Margot are kind of going to hang out at the mall, and they ask Punky if she wants to go. She goes, nope, nope, can't go, sorry. She doesn't give an explanation why, but of course, today is the day that Kevin comes to install her stereo speakers in the treehouse. And this girl is just too entirely in love, love, love. Um, before Margot and Cherry leave... Margot hands 
Henry a business card for her mother's psychiatrist? Girl, Punky's just got a crush. It's cool. She does not need psychiatric help. She's, she's fine. <laughs> so we move into the kitchen and we get a shot of Punky at the table. It's breakfast time. She is so messed up here. She's got what looks like Cheerios in a glass where, like, the orange juice would go. She's got the milk in a little cup where something else would go. What is that thing on a plate? Is that a croissant? I can't tell. Anyway, she's eating sh crispy sugar beasties, which is pretty much this fake cereal has been prevalent since the first to second episode of Punky Brewster of season one, where Punky wants sugar beasties. I like, we get a clear shot of the box where it says, it has a thing on it, it says free gifts just above the cereal on the front, and then towards the right-hand corner, it says, Free Joke Stickers. Do you remember, if you, you know, lived back in the 80s and 90s, back in the day when it was the coolest thing to get a box of cereal and to get stuff out of the box? Free, cool stuff. Or even, remember when, like, you wanted something and you had to, like, save, like, the box tops, the UPC codes, and send them in? I had to do that with, to get some Nickelodeon GAC. And it took, when it says six to eight weeks, it means six to eight weeks. So I thought eventually just, it felt like forever. Like, eight weeks, that's two months. That's forever in kid time. And eventually I just gave up thinking, well, I guess it's never going to come. I should have marked it on the calendar when I sent it out in the mail. And just one day, uh, I was coming home from school, I checked the mailbox, oh, here's a package for me, sweet. Oh, also, there's this one thing, it was like a knockoff of New Kids on the Block, I don't even remember this band's name, but back when you could get cassettes, like you send away from them via cereal box, they had like maybe one or two songs on the cassette, yeah, I remember those days. Of course, the best way to get a toy out of the box, I feel, was you open the box, open the cereal, the plastic, you squeeze the sides together just lightly enough, because you know that that toy or whatever is going to be at the very bottom. So you see it, and you grab it, and then you just, that way you're not like putting your hand in your cereal and everything like that. So, Punky's kind of in a love daze here as Henry comes into the kitchen and is kind of wanting to figure out, like, okay, sweetie, what's going on? Who do you love this week? Well, this, well, <laughs> this is Punky's first time. You know, you heard it in the very beginning. She said, there's more to life than boys. Cherry, you're boy crazy. This is her first experience with a crush, with or in her eyes, she probably loves him. So, she's taking it really, really to the extreme. Uh, is it time for school yet? It's seven. And I'm late. 
fever. Perhaps you drank a little too much cereal. I'll call the doctor. I can't help There is no cure for love. Oh, I see. You're in love. Isn't that wonderful? <laughs> I think. Well, now, tell me, who's the lucky boy? And is he the reason you're dressed like a popsicle? Henry decides to come in and kind of see why Punky's acting a little off. She tells him she's burning up. Um, interesting way of putting it. Um, usually when someone says, I'm burning up, it means because you have a fever. Because he checks her forehead like, well, you feel fine to me. And she's like, no, I mean, I'm in love. And he's like, oh, mm, okay. So who's the lucky boy? And she's like, oh, his name is Kevin. And at least three times he gets tries to say, okay, have I met this Kevin? And she's like, oh, he's coming by later to install my stereo in my treehouse. And he's like, well, have I met him? And she's like, oh, did you know that Kevin rhymes with heaven? And it was just, he's like, okay, have I met this kid? Have I met him? I, I don't think I have. Do you know, I was kind of noticing in the kitchen scene, I don't know if it's like the lighting maybe, but it almost looks like Soleil has a little bit of highlights in her hair. Maybe not real highlights, but maybe just like when you're outside in the sun a lot and everything and your hair gets a little bit lighter. Or it could even be because she is wearing all orange that maybe it makes her hair look a little, like, um, blondish brown, maybe? I don't know. I'll have to see what it looks like when she's in the treehouse next and kind of see. Because I noticed her hair is more, like, wavy-ish, whereas last season it had a bit of curl to it. So they're doing a lot of different things with their hair, which is really awesome. Because for two whole seasons, it was always pretty much up in pigtails. Except for at night when she was in bed, when she took her, her pigtails out. Do you know what's interesting? Um, Another thing is that door that leads outside from the kitchen. It's got like a corkboard on it, and you always see really interesting things. There is a... Like, four by six picture pinned up of, of Brandon. And it just, it looks like one that was, like, taken outside. It's almost like a, um, a headshot for, um, an actor or actress, but, like, with a dog actor or something. I don't know. Anyway, um, there's also a Polaroid. Just a lot of different things. There's also a calendar there. Some business cards. Because at one time, remember the Best Friends episode actually had this large, like, 
10 by 13 or 8 by 10 photo of Punky and Cherry from the season one. Uh, yes, Punky, there's a Santa Claus episode. So it looks like that's not there anymore. I think it's only like for certain episodes they'll put up certain things. So now we're outside in the treehouse and Kevin is kind of explaining to her how the AV cords work as in the red wire goes into the red hole, the black wire goes into the black hole, and so on and so forth. And that's pretty self-explanatory. She probably could have gotten her herself, but then again, she sees a cute boy, is like, hey, I want to get to know him better. What better way to get to know this guy than to have him set up my stereo in the treehouse? This stereo she has looks just like the one that my sister... I swear! It's just like the one my sister had when she was a teenager. And then eventually it moved into, like, our shed or something like that. So he's asking kind of for a screwdriver, and she's like, Alright, regular Phillips, and... You know, she hands it to him, leans over him, and then she's, like, hovering right behind him like she almost wants to touch his hair but she pulls back slightly when he turns around to look at her like he's kind of completely oblivious to what she's doing back there she keeps saying he's a god mm, no i guess if you want to look at it that way is he hercules is he her hercules i gotta say guys i was not really into the hercules movie some of the uh, later Disney films I just didn't really, what um, I wasn't into. And Hercules was one of those movies. My husband likes it. I, I'm not a fan. But I want to play this clip of them in the treehouse.
one real thing I just realized. Remember that Tender Heart Bear Care Bear um, cookie jar? It's not there anymore. Remember when Brandon or Punky as Brandon in that dream sequence broke that cookie jar? Well, now they have a Beatrix Potter type rabbit dressed in a uh, like an apron or something. So I can see where they probably had to replace it. So he kind of tells, uh, Kevin tells her how, you know, it's amazing, you know, you knew the difference between a regular screwdriver and a Phillips when most girls wouldn't know the difference. And of course, Punky's like, oh yeah, really, huh, you know, kids, right? <laughs> so he's like, hey, what's your favorite radio station? And she's like, oh, what's yours? And he's like, it's blah, 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 blah. And She's like, really? That's my favorite radio station, too. So he's like, all right, let's see if we can get some sound on here. It's all staticky garbage. And Punky, of course, is like, oh, sounds great. And he's like, mm, not really. Um, Looks like I'm going to have to come back tomorrow and bring a longer antenna for you. So you can kind of hear Kevin kind of these things that Punky's spouting off like, oh, we'll be listening to the same station, the same songs on different radios. And he's like, uh, yeah, sure. It's like, it's like, okay. He, he sees her as a kid. He, I mean, yeah, he says you're a special girl, but I don't know how she, she's, of course, that's adding more fuel to her infatuation with them, like, because he called her special. Um, she also baked a cake, which he's like, this is a cake, right? And he goes to cut into it with a really large knife, and it starts to leak. Uh, so he's getting ready to go. It's like, I gotta go. My my guys, my buddies, they're waiting for me at the baseball field. I'll be back tomorrow with the antenna. And just as he's getting ready to go, that's when Henry comes up. And Kevin leaves, and he's like, Kevin? You mean as in the Kevin that you were talking about earlier today? That Kevin? That is the Kevin that you're crushing on, basically? It's like, yeah. And then she's like, oh, he thinks I'm special, and oh, we're going steady, and and of course, Henry grabs that knife like, I ain't gonna, I ain't gonna murder this boy. 
Like, this is an 11-year-old girl. It's like, Henry, bud, guy, um, Punky's kind of reading into this all wrong. See, this is how she's going to get hurt. Because she runs off to tell Cherry and Margot that Kevin is now, like, her boyfriend. They're going steady. Um, I looked up the actor to kind of see just how old he was. Because this was in 88 and Son-in-Law came out in 93. When the actor who plays Kevin filmed this, he was already 25 years old. This is so illegal. Granted, he's probably playing like a 17, 18-year-old high school student. And that cake that Punky makes kind of looks like a bunch of mashed up funnel cakes with like maraschino cher cherries just kind of thrown in here and there. It's a cool attempt. If she wanted to bake, she should have had Cherry, like, hey, Cherry, bake this cake for Kevin. Because Cherry likes to cook. Cherry is a really good cook. All right, now we're back in the living room where Henry is pacing back and forth. I think he's still carrying, holding that knife. While Betty is sitting on the couch, kind of just rolling her eyes, listening to Henry go on and on about how he wants to kill this 18-year-old boy who's hanging out with his 11-year-old daughter. Honestly, I think that'd be something to be more concerned about in today's world. I want to play this clip between um, Henry and Betty, as I think she hopefully is trying to get him to come back down to earth, because <laughs> Henry's, like, mentioned, like, this kid's, like, 17, 18, 30 years old. Well, he was, like, five years off. He's, like, the actor himself is 25, and he looks like he's 25 years old. tells him it's like I've known Kevin and his family for quite a long time he is a pretty normal average 
18-year-old boy. And she does explain, you know, what Punky's going through. It's a crush. She has all the symptoms. Infatuation, thinking that he loves her, misinterpreting the signals, which there are no signals. As we see in the next scene, well, also, Henry, of course, remember the whole thing in the Metamorphosis episode? He's like, why can't she stay this just the same age she was when she came to live with me? Now, he's like, why can't she just stay a tomboy for a good 30 or 40 years? Well, she has to grow up. She's going to get these feelings for guys. That's just how things are. And her feelings are really for him going to overdrive. As we see in the next scene, it's evening. Uh, the treehouse inside is lit up. She's got a candlelit dinner for him, which... Does he know that? I don't think he knows that she's arranged this. So we hear someone in the background offset screaming at Brandon, like, stay out of my garden! Don't touch my petunias! As Brandon brings some flowers to Punky. Aww. So Punky says to Brandon, like, hey, I snuck some prime rib into your bowl of dog food. If Henry asks, just play dumb. I'm going to play this clip. Now, as soon as she finishes patting him on the head, someone... You can hear it clear as day. Says, okay. And I'm like, wait. So the trainer for Brandon was off screen, but you could hear them call Brandon off the set. That's what that okay was. What I want, I want to play that clip. And you guys, you can hear it clear as day. Well, Cherry, Cook Cherry's got her chef's hat on. She's got dinner, which is probably, what, burgers and fries or something simple. So Cherry's like, oh, I prepared chicken Kiev and whatever for you. And Punky's like, oh, you did? That's great. And she's like, no, actually, I didn't. Uh, burgers and fries. I went the safe route. And... Punky's kind of checking her watch. She's like, hey, it's just about 5.30. Kevin's going to be here. And Cherry's like, yeah, he is. And Punky's like, can you please get out of here? <laughs> so from the little food cart that Cherry had brought the burger and fries on, underneath, Punky finds a tape recorder where I guess Cherry was planning to record the whole conversation for herself to enjoy later. <laughs> All right, here's Kevin, and oh, he's brought someone with him, and it's not one of his baseball buddies. Were you 
Excuse us for just a moment. I don't think I was expected. What do you mean? She was planning a romantic dinner. For two? Which two? You two. That kid has a crush on you. She does? Look around. Candlelight, dinner, flowers. She likes you more than I do. I guess that's good news and bad news. You've got a problem. Yeah, I do. Look, Jean, I better talk to her. I know we're supposed to catch a movie, but... Oh, that's okay. Call me later. Okay. So, you did all this for me? Are you kidding? Don't be stupid. It was for me and my boyfriend. Oh, you have a boyfriend? So, Kevin brings along his girlfriend, Gina, really sweet girl, and as soon as she sees this candlelight dinner, she tells Kevin, it's like, because Punky comes over and is like, oh, is that your sister? And he's like, no. Is that your mom? No. Is that your general hygienist? He's like, no, actually, this is my girlfriend, Gina, and, and Punky, oh my gosh, her heart is really broken. I feel really bad for her. But she goes over to kind of sit down at the table. Gina kind of pulls Kevin aside and says, I think she's got a crush on you. She's Look at the dinner that she has planned. And Kevin just is kind of playing dumb. Like, what? Crush on me? Real? What? Are you think that's for me? And she's like, yes, I do. In fact... I'm going to take off. You need to take care of this. Because, um, you know, they are supposed to go see a movie. He's like, all right, I will talk to her. And she's like, hey, call me later. So Gina's really, really sweet. She is sweet. She's not like, why are you, you know, she's not angry or anything. So, of course, <clears throat> excuse me. Um, you know, I'm going to get a refill on uh, a drink. My throat's getting dry. So, Punky kind of tries to play it off, like, no, of course this wasn't for you. This is for my boyfriend. And he kind of sits down at the table, like, oh, you have a boyfriend, do you? And she's like, yeah, his name is Brandon. He's got red hair and big brown eyes. And he kisses my face when I'm sad. And she can barely even get the lines out as she just breaks down and just runs off into the apartment. So now Kevin is going to, um, the apartment to kind of confront her and just apologize for the mixed signals and everything. But, of course, he has to get past Henry first. Ah! There you are. <laughs> <laughs> nice to see you again, sir. What did you do to my little girl? Nothing. Our relationship was strictly electronic. Brandon? Don't change the subject. 
listen and listen good. First thing I want you to do is to apologize and set everything straight. Yes, and then I want you to explain that I never meant to give her the wrong impression. Right. And then I want you to try and help build up her dignity. Absolutely. Smell good. What'd you make? Cherry made it. I can't cook, remember? You know, Punky, I had no idea that you liked me. How could you not know? I dressed like an orange. I plucked my eyebrows. You did? Uh, doesn't that hurt? It's like sticking yourself in the face with a porcupine. I was stupid to think you liked me. Oh, I do like you. But I like you as a friend. That hurts worse than eyebrow fucking. I don't know what else to say. I'm sorry, Punky. So as soon as Kevin comes to the, didn't even get close to the door, Henry's out the door and at him with that. He's still got that knife. Doesn't he? I can't remember. Um, and Brandon even's like barking at him. Of course, Henry's like, all right, Brandon, chill. I will take care of this. And Kevin's like, that's Brandon? Like, Brandon's a dog? So, you know, Henry's like, what are you doing with my daughter and everything like that? Whatever you're, very inappropriate, you're 18, she's 11. And basically, Kevin's like, hey, I, I wasn't doing anything, I'm her friend, we were working on hooking up the stereo in the treehouse, and basically what Henry wants to say, Kevin's already got it covered, like, hey, I'll go on, I'll talk to her, I'll explain that I... Just want to be friends with her. I will do my best to build up her self-confidence and ego and everything like that. So he goes in there to talk to Punky. Punky, of course, she's on the couch. She's like, I don't want to talk to you. Please go away. He sits down and he's like, I'm sorry, Punky, that you got the wrong impression. You know, I didn't know that you liked me like that. And she's like, how could you not realize that? I dressed... Like an orange. I plucked my eyebrows for you. He's like, oh my god. 
doesn't that hurt? And she's like, yeah, it's like sticking your face with a porcupine. Ooh, yeah, I would not pluck the MRA bros either. Ooh, no. No guy's worth that. <laughs> um, yeah. And he, he straight up tells her, it's like, I like you, Punky, but I like you as a friend. And she even's like, wow, that feels worse than plucking my eyebrows. So, he gets up to go, and Punky's like, oh, Gina's really nice, she's really pretty. And he's like, yeah! And then he, he kind of sees her face fall, and he's like, well, I mean, she's okay. And he's like, alright, Punky, um, I will... I'll see you around. And he leaves. When he opens the door, Henry and Brandon are right there. Now, in the hallway, you kind of heard Henry in the clip saying, hey, let's kind of eavesdrop. He says that to Brandon. And you hear the trainer, clear as day, tell Brandon to go in there and touch, like, the door. Um, The thing that's interesting is I don't think in the other seasons I've ever really heard any of that. But now it's, like, season four, so do they not care that this is being picked up on audio? Or or not? I mean, I know that, you know, Brandon's got, the dog who plays Brandon's got a trainer and everything, but the, we don't need to be hearing that in the background. That kind of takes away from it. I mean, we know that he has to be trained to do these things, but still... You know, leave that stuff, other stuff to the imagination. We don't need to hear the trainer off the set. So, Kevin leaves, and Henry comes in, and I think he's going to sit down and have a little talk with Punky, because she's hurting right now. She's really hurting. Just to see her upset like that. It's like, this is your first heartbreak. There probably will be others. And, you know, I mean, she's 11. That's young. But, down the road, you're going to be... It's sad, but... You know, there are guys out there that could hurt and break your heart. You know, um, you know, the few little stories I have about when I was in seventh grade, there's a boy I liked. Of course, I knew he didn't like me. He really didn't even know me. I wrote him a letter, and I remember giving that to him. Well, this is the guy in the beginning of seventh grade, and it, he was in my homeroom class, and I given him, like, a note that just said, hey, I'd like, to, I, I even just said, I, want, I would like to be your friend, here's my number. He reads it to the other kids in the class, aloud. Um, the last day of seventh grade, there's this guy I really, really had a crush on. Um, blonde hair, quiet. I always went for the quiet guys. I always went, I never went for the popular guys. Last day of school, have the note in my hand. Like, hey, I want to be a friend, blah, 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 blah. And I go to like... I walk alongside of him and I go to slip the note and he's like, what's this? And I'm like, and I kind of lost my cool. Like, eh, never mind. Um, this is the guy that I also wrote my, his name on my notebook and I accidentally left it in class. So everyone kind of was teasing me about it and probably teasing this guy too. Um, that same boy, the next year in eighth grade, I had a science class with him, and every once in a while we would have to, sh like, have a signed seating would be changed, and he sat at my table, and of course I found out that the guy was kind of a jerk. So, uh, eighth grade, uh, another guy, this guy was new to school in the beginning of eighth grade, and he was really 
he was popular based on the fact that he was new and everything. And he's really cute and, you know, dark hair and everything. My cousin, Kevin, who was on the wrestling team, also this new kid was on the wrestling team. Anyway, um, I wrote a note to this guy because he was in my English class. Of course, I got switched into a different English class later. But anyway, um, I wrote a note to him and he read it with these his other friends hanging around and my cousin was there just kind of like he really felt embarrassed for me or more for himself um oh god i just i felt bad cuz i kept glancing over while he was like oh god i feel so embarrassed and then in 10th grade English class, I kind of did this again. I actually went so far as to give it to the bus driver of the kid that I liked. Who was, he was in my English class, and I gave it to his bus driver to give to him. That was really stupid. But yeah, after that, it's like, okay, no more. No more. It's like, you think I would have learned my lesson the first time, but it's just like, I don't know. It's like, it's almost like every year you got to have a crush on somebody. But, I don't know. Anyway, here's a clip with Henry and Punky. Are you okay? Sure. Really sure? I just want to be my friend. <laughs> to Soleil, um, I think he did a good job being upset, you know, displaying, perfect display of a young girl whose heart has been broken by, uh, re being rejected by, um, a crush and being told that he just wants to be friends. That is, that is harsh. It's her first heartbreak. You know, she feels like she's never going to get over this. She even says, if this is what love is, I'm going to pass. And Henry's like, 
Henry does tell her a story about when he was 12 and um, school nurse, he had a crush on her, and to get her, like, he'd go to her, like, every day with, like, a different ailment, of course. He was going in alphabetical order, like, uh, angina, athlete's foot, um, asthma, stuff like that. And she eventually did catch on. Hey, Swiss Miss, how you doing? Quinn decided to come out from under the bed and play with my robe string. That's great. Um, and turns out Nurse ended up marrying the gym coach, and poor Henry, 12-year-old Henry, cried himself to sleep for a month. And Punky's like, only a month? I just feel like I'm never going to get over this. And Henry tells her, it's like, one day you're going to meet someone who's going to treat you right, and you're going to learn what real love is. So just, you know, look forward to that and just take this as a, a life lesson. <clears throat> so he's like, hey, in the meantime, until you get another special someone, can I still be the only bow in your life? And she's like, yeah, I'd like that. So she invites him, like, hey, there's still dinner downstairs, dinner for two, if you want to join me. And Henry's like, uh, you didn't cook it, did you? And she's like, nah. And he's like, thank you. <laughs> So that is the end of the episode. I thought that was a cute episode. I really, really did. Um, I'm going to give this one four out of five Brandon Tailwigs. I think the only thing I didn't really like is that weird quiz <laughs> with the braiding the leg hair, one of the options for the question. Of course, Margot, like, putting down city buses and stuff like that. Like, huh, I would never be seen on a public bus. Come on now, right? Um, the four things I liked about it, um, I liked how cool Kevin's girlfriend was. I liked the fact that Kevin sat down and kind of explained to Punky, like, I understand you have a crush. Unfortunately, I don't feel the same way. Um, I like how Betty was trying to talk down Henry and everything like that when he wanted to murder Kevin. And I like the whole dinner thing that Punky set up with Brandon getting the flowers and everything. That was really, really cute. Um, Punky's principles. Like I said, we've all probably been there. We've had a crush on somebody only to realize they don't like us back in that way. It hurts. It really, really does. It's like, you see yourself, like, there's nothing wrong with you what's not to like, right? Well, if someone rejects you, all that self-confidence you might have had goes right out the window. You feel like utter garbage. And it hurts. Hurts your self-esteem. Makes you think, oh, nobody likes me. It's like, that's I think it's important to have crushes because that helps us realize that even though someone might not like you back, that doesn't mean that somebody out there isn't going to like you for you. It just means that's not the right person or it's not the right time yet. You know, that just means keep searching. You're going to find someone who likes you just as you are, you don't have to change your look. You don't got to dress up in their favorite color. You don't got to pluck your eyebrows. 
you don't go to gotta go to the extreme that Punky goes through, but just keep looking. Just or don't look and wait for it to happen. With Jeremy and I, I didn't pursue him. He didn't pursue me. It happened. We just were working together. Two people and just talking and just we realized that you know after some time and hanging out it's like we kind of we liked each other you know we we had affection for each other and everything like that and I think some of the most amazing love stories are the ones that you don't go searching for love love finds you and the most you know how they say life happens when um you're not expecting it? I think love happens when you're not expecting it. So, yeah, just take it in stride. Take these crushes as a, as a life lesson. And love's going to find you. It's going to find you. And when it does, it's going to be amazing. So, look forward to that in life. Alright, so we finished with Crushed. Let's talk about the next episode. And then after that, I'm going to give a hello to some Punky Power listeners for the week. Alright, the next episode for this Thursday is going to be Season 4, Episode 3, entitled Going to Camp. Which aired April 29th, 1988. Punky, Cherry, and Margo go to Camp Kukaluki. Camp Kukaluki, I'll have you know, was mentioned in Season 3's Help Wanted episode. So, yeah, that was what got me confused. Like, oh, that's a camp they're going to go to this summer. No, that's the camp they're going to now in Season 4. Because remember, we had Remember When, when it was blustery, like, wintry cold. They pretty much summed up all of winter in that one episode. So, yeah, now it's summertime. This is going to be a fun experience for all the girls. Um, like I said, they're preteens now. They're going to have crushes on boy. Punky, we already saw that with Punky in this episode. Um, we also see, see a bit of Betty being a little cherry sick. You know, this is the first time Cherry's going to be away. I think it's only a week for a a week camp, isn't it? Or is it longer than that? I'm not sure. But, yeah, we get a little bit of physical comedy. Uh, Betty does not want to be away from Cherry, and she misses her. So we're going to see Betty hiding at camp and everything. Okay. I can tell you right now I'm not going to be too excited about that. But, yeah, it's going to be a fun time. going to be a fun time overall. You know who's going to miss Henry, or miss Punky as much as Henry? Brandon. His girl is going away. He's going to miss her. And I can talk about my little camp experience. Um, fifth grade camp. Which is probably, yeah, I was 11 when I was in fifth grade and I went to camp. So, same age as these girls here. Let's just say their camp experience was a lot better than mine. Okay, let's say hey to some Punky Power podcast listeners. Lancaster, Pennsylvania, Inglewood, California, Centerville, Maryland, where W E I R 10 West Virginia, Oxford, 
Mississippi, Fort Lauderdale, Florida, Ashburn, Virginia, Beaver, Pennsylvania, Los Angeles, California, Oklahoma City, Oklahoma, Graysonville, Maryland, and Santa Clara, California. Thank you all for listening to this podcast. Like I said, I enjoy doing this podcast. I know it's coming to an end in early July. Thank you all. If you're just now listening or you've been listening since the beginning or you're getting caught up, thank you all. I I love doing this, and I'm going to miss it when it's gone. But, all right, everyone have a wonderful Tuesday afternoon or whatever, just an Have a great Tuesday. Um, For those of you that live in the U.S., holiday weekend's coming up. And, you know, take me along. This is a family-oriented podcast as far as you will not hear any cursing on uh, these episodes at all. This is strictly, you can listen to it with your kids around, no problem. I'm still deciding how I want to do Silver Spoons, whether it will be, it might be, family oriented it might not but then again it might be you know if you think about it silver spoons is the big brother of punky brewster you want to know how david duklin who created punky brewster created silver spoons in 82 punky brewster coming came out in 84 so silver spoons is kind of the big brother so we're going to do the big brother silver spoons podcast in september So, all right, guys, I will see you on Thursday with going to camp and good episode. We're going into June shortly. Kids are probably going to camp. Going to be a fun time. I'm going to try to make it as fun as possible, everybody. (laughs) Bye bye.